Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Thanks for joining us for ASHP's Practice Journeys podcast. This podcast invites members to share their stories about their professional path, lessons learned, and how their experiences shaped who and where they are today. My name is Peter Tonsitz, and I'm a fourth-year pharmacy student at the University of Colorado Skag School of Pharmacy and Pharmaceutical Sciences. And today we will be discussing the ASHP Executive Fellowship in Association Leadership and Management. I recently completed a virtual API rotation at ASHP and had a chance to meet our speakers today and learn about this program. I was inspired by the advocacy, reach, and educational offerings of the association and the variety of career opportunities available after graduation. You'll be hearing from our current fellows, Rena Sackett and Jesse Hippel Rosario, and recent graduates of the fellowship program, Sophia Chai, Gina Lucian, Carly Lau, and Bailey Larson. During my short time at ASHP, I was able to learn about this program and the opportunity it presents to develop leadership and professional growth through hands-on association management training. Thanks for joining us today. To start us off, I have a question for the current Executive Fellowship Program Coordinator and alum, Sophia Chai. Sophia, can you describe your role as a program coordinator and tell us a little bit about what this fellowship is all about? Yes, of course. Thank you, Peter. Uh, Well, as the program coordinator, I have the pleasure of working very closely with each of the executive fellows from the moment they start the program all the way through to their graduation day. And my primary goal is to successfully onboard the fellows and and help them move through the program as, as seamlessly as possible. You'll often hear that ASHP staff wear many hats, and I would say that this is one of my favorite hats to wear uh, and is definitely one of the more rewarding parts of my job. In terms of the fellowship itself, it might help if I start from the beginning. The program was actually conceptualized back in 1967 by Dr. Otis, and you may also know the names Dr. Warren McConnell and Dr. Mary Jo Riley who were also instrumental in the creation and success of the program. ASHB had its first executive resident in 1968, and that was Lawrence Leong. Uh, And it was a a postgraduate training program coordinated through the executive office at ASHB headquarters, which is located in, in Bethesda, Maryland. And it was designed to train future association executives to work in and lead state and national associations. So the program had a heavy focus on development of leadership and communication skills, problem-solving techniques, and and professional growth. And and since its creation, graduates of the program have gone on to serve in leadership roles in in associations, but also government, for-profit corporations. Some have gone back to practice, academia, uh, philanthropy, and and various other sectors. And and after the financial crisis in 08-09, the program was put on hold. And, And during that time, ASHP leadership had worked to reimagine and enhance the program. One of those enhancements was was the name change from the ASHP Executive Residency to the ASHP Executive Fellowship in in Association Leadership and Management, which really reflects most programs of this nature and and also just eliminates any confusion with accredited PGY-1 and PGY-2 residency programs. And so ASHP CEO, Dr. Paula Bramowitz, uh, Dr. Casey Thompson, ASHP's COO, uh, and the entire ASHP leadership team all worked really hard to bring the program back online 
And, and I'm so glad they did because in 2017, I had the great honor and privilege of, of being selected the inaugural executive fellow. And much of what the program focused on in 1968 still rings true today. The fellows are immersed in all aspects of not-for-profit association leadership and management and, and really benefit from hands-on training in an organization with, with a 78-year history of, of advancing pharmacy practice and improving patient care. Thank you for that, Sophia. Uh, that was a nice go through of the, the history of the fellowship and your role as a program coordinator. I would like to move on and see what, what led you guys to decide to pursue the fellowship and how was the application process? How about let's start with Jesse. Yes, absolutely. So my interest in association management actually began really early in my pharmacy career when I was a first year pharmacy student. So I was elected as a delegate for my state student society as a P1. And especially after my first exposure to House of Delegates, from that point forward, I was just all in and I was hooked. So I continued to be highly involved throughout pharmacy school and in my PGRI-1 residency. And I also had the opportunity to take an APPE rotation with my state pharmacy association, where I was able to experience association management firsthand. What drew me specifically to ASHP's executive fellowship and association leadership and management was the fact that ASHP really does recognize and appreciate the value that all of the fellows bring to the table. And so we are welcome with open arms on our first day and able to be integrated into the team right away, which is a really awesome learning opportunity. I also viewed the fellowship as an invaluable starting point for my involvement in association work and leadership in healthcare as a pharmacy professional. And I just felt like this association was the right fit for me. Regarding the application process for the fellowship, I felt like it was very similar to the residency application process that I'd went through the year before. For me, the components of the application were almost exactly the same. What I remember most being different was with the fellowship, you apply directly through ASHP's career portal rather than through Forecast, which is the website that you would use for residency applications. Thank you for that, Jesse. And Rena, what about you? Yeah, thanks, Peter. So I was one of those pharmacy students that wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do with my career while I was in pharmacy school. I think I always had the mindset of being open to whatever opportunities presented themselves, but I wasn't set on any one area of pharmacy practice. I did know, however, that I loved being involved in pharmacy associations as a student. So my exposure to association management was at the end of my pharmacy schooling during my very last APPI rotation. Um, so I was able to spend my last six weeks of pharmacy school at ASHB headquarters as an extern for six weeks. I think that was a pivotal moment for me, and I realized that I wanted to keep association management in mind, but I always figured that was something to come back to maybe 20 years down the road. I, like Jesse, went on to do a PGY-1 pharmacy residency, and I was fortunate enough to complete my residency training at a site with phenomenal mentors who really got to know me as well as were able to support me as I was starting to think about next steps in my career. I knew about halfway through the year that I didn't see myself completing a PGY-2, and I kept coming back to the idea of, well, what about the ASHP Executive Fellowship? Luckily, I had fantastic support from my mentors at my residency program, as well as at ASHP, who encouraged me to apply for the fellowship. Like Jesse mentioned, the application process was similar to applying for a residency, but I felt that it was a bit more straightforward um, as you apply directly through ASHP's career portal. 
I think what helped me feel confident in my application was having that open communication with my mentors so that they could really speak to why I would be a good candidate for the position. It's okay not to know exactly what you want to do, but my advice would be to have frequent conversations with your professors or preceptors so that they can help you during the applications. Thanks for that, Rena and Jesse. Really appreciate you guys describing uh, what decided you to pursue the fellowship. So in addition to that, how is this program in relation to what you expected? Uh, how was the COVID-19 pandemic how, or how has the COVID-19 pandemic affected your experience? Yeah, that's a great question, Peter. So our experience has looked a bit different this year due to the COVID-19 pandemic since ASHP's physical headquarters have remained closed. But I would say that the ASHP staff integrated us into the team right away when we first started back in July. And we've continued to feel very connected and well supported by our ASHP colleagues. I think if anything, we have been able to use this unique opportunity working remotely to grow and become more adaptable professionals. I think we all took for granted the easy pop-ins or stop-bys at our coworkers or perhaps our professors or preceptors' offices. But when I look back at all of the meetings I set up virtually, all of the projects I collaborated on, all of the conversations I've had with mentors, I sometimes can't believe how much I've been able to accomplish working from home. I think it's also been a really great life lesson as well. Sometimes things don't work out the way you had originally planned, but it's how you choose to see the positives and the opportunities that really define your success. This fellowship has shown me that I'm capable of overcoming any obstacle that is thrown my way, and I feel more resilient because of this. Thanks for that, Rena. Um, Jesse, can we hear from you as well? Yeah, absolutely. I would echo a lot of what Rena has said. I would overall say that my fellowship experience has exceeded my expectations. So as a fellow, like Rena said, we were integrated into the team on our first week, and it's really been an exhilarating ride. So as a fellow, we've been brought on to many of the major projects and, and events that are happening within ASHP, which has been a truly incredible learning experience. And even though we've been remote this whole time, the technology available right now has really allowed for us to have ample face-to-face interactions on a daily basis, not only with ASHP staff and senior leadership, but also with our wonderful members and a lot of outside stakeholders. So we've really been able to maintain that connection, even though we, we are apart. I've also um, found that the fellowship remains fast-paced and really intellectually challenging, which is exactly what I expected and hoped to get out of this experience when I applied for the program. So overall, ASHP has done a wonderful job of making sure we are set up for success, for making sure that we have the technology that we need from a home office standpoint, and also making those connections with individuals that we normally would meet in person to make sure that we're getting a well-rounded experience. So overall, ASHP has delivered, if not exceeded, all the expectations and experiences that I expected to have and that have historically been a part of the program. We have also acquired a lot of skills and experiences from being virtual this year that we otherwise would not have had, which is also a bonus. I certainly felt all of that when I was on my virtual rotation. Uh, So thanks for going into a little bit more detail about all of that. Uh, Additionally, can you guys describe your mentorship experience at ASHP? Bailey, I'll throw that one to you. Thanks, Peter. Um, I'm happy to have a student from my alma mater interviewing us today. There's a really special relationship that you form with people when you're a learner, as you hopefully learn from your time here, too. 
I think you can show vulnerability and have an opportunity to admit that you're not an expert and you don't know about a lot of things. So I've been blessed with extraordinary mentors as a student and as a PGY1. So continuing that was important to me when I started the fellowship. The fellowship really allows you not only to meet people that you would likely never have a chance to meet from all around the world, literally, but it also allows you to form close mentorships with people within ASHP. I was really in awe at the warmth of the staff, who I'm so happy I can now call my colleagues and friends. Even when we transitioned to a virtual environment, about halfway through my fellowship, people made an effort to stay connected. During the fellowship, it was evident to me that people really cared about my career path and what you know, they could offer me and not just the other way around. Thank you for that, Bailey. Um, Jesse, can you speak to your mentorship experience at ASHP? Yeah, so the mentorship experience is actually one of my favorite parts about this fellowship. So ASHP really does have a culture that fosters and prioritizes mentorship and relationship building, not only within their staff, but also their membership base as well. So that really made the transition from being in a in-person PGY1 residency to a virtual fellowship that much easier. Regarding ASHP senior leadership, they're always eager to invest in the fellows and have made a very conscious effort to make time for us throughout the day and the week. They're really proactive about always making sure to include us in meetings or projects or, or events to ensure we're able to have exposure to as much as possible throughout this year. And even though being virtual does require a little more intentionality regarding networking, it has been plentiful and I have found very meaningful. Through the virtual events and conferences that ASHP has had thus far, we've really had a lot of opportunity to network with our membership base and outside stakeholders. And ASHP staff and senior leadership have also been very proactive about making introductions and connections for us to ensure that we still have that ability to network and foster mentorship from a virtual standpoint. Thanks for that, Jesse. Um, Rena, could you finish us up on that and provide your insight on the mentorship experience at ASHP? Absolutely. Um, something else that I, I want to add is that as fellows, we are encouraged to take time and reflect on our professional and personal growth. So we were actually sent several books on emotional intelligence from one of our program directors early on in our fellowship year to read. And then subsequently, we have had many book clubs together and have had really rich conversations about what we find interesting and how we can apply some of those key principles to not only the workplace, but also to our personal lives as well. So that has been a really neat touch to the program because we sometimes get so busy and caught up in the fast-paced training of a residency or a fellowship. But ASHP senior leadership team has been really intentional about making sure we feel that we are being set up for success in this program. And I think that's another point that I want to highlight really quickly is that ASHP senior leadership has taken time to get to know us as individuals. And we aren't treated as just another trainee coming through. They really do invest in us as individuals, and it has been so inspiring to me as a learner, and I hope to be able to model their mentorship and leadership as I further progress in my career and become a mentor to others. Yeah, kind of going off of that, uh, I know you guys are all talking about how you've been mentored at ASHP. Um, Bailey mentioned that we went to the same alma mater, and I definitely have received a lot of great mentorship from her, so it's nice to hear that you guys are also receiving that. Um, going into some of the projects, what sort of projects did you guys work on as a fellow that are now an enduring part of the ASHP fabric? Gina, could you speak on that a little bit? 
I'd be happy to. I think that's a tough question. The great thing about the fellowship, and I think Jesse, Rena, and Sophia and Bailey alluded to that earlier, is that you're really deeply involved in all aspects of the organization. You're part of the strategic, the membership, the healthcare initiatives, and, and many of them are multi-year. So it's really hard to say that one thing endures over another. But if I really had to think about my favorite part and the most impactful or forward-thinking initiative, I would choose our involvement with the Commission on Goals and Artificial Intelligence. So for those of you who are listening and may not be familiar, ASHP each year holds a commission on goals focused on topics that are related to practice advancement, patient care improvement, or really big issues that are happening right now in pharmacy. And during our fellowship year, the area that we explored was AI and machine learning. So during that time, we invited top level healthcare executives and technology gurus and discussed how healthcare will change and is changing with the vast technological advancements that are happening today. And it was a really a truly unique opportunity to push us to work outside our comfort zone, outside our typical knowledge base. There was no course in pharmacy school that I took about AI or machine learning. So this was all new. So you really are in this conference with top level executives and with experts engaging in a field that's really outside of what you were trained, but something that you should consider in the future of your profession was really inspiring and it really reflects how forward thinking and how innovative we are. So we continue to work on this. ASHP recently released a statement on AI, but it was also a good lesson and an example to work with volunteer leaders and work with those who make sure that the profession remains relevant. We remain agile. The pharmacy is a contemporary profession and doesn't stay behind. And it's a good lesson to carry in my current role in the Office of Member Relations. How do we take new initiatives? How do we take new opportunities to translate them to our new sections, to the way that our members work and how we can support them. So definitely one of the many examples that uh, make an impact and continue to make an impact. Thank you for that, Gina. That definitely sounds like a very interesting project to have worked on. Carly, could you talk about some of the projects that you worked on? Sure. So a few examples I can think of when Gina and I first started the fellowship, ASHP had recently launched a new membership forum, and that was the pharmacy technician forum. And then during our year, we were part of standing up a new membership section, which was a section of specialty pharmacy practitioners. So it was exciting to see that that process from the very beginning to where both of those groups are now. And then another example is that each of us have actually led development of a professional certificate program. And these are online educational programs focused on a specific topic or therapeutic area. And they offer anywhere from 15 to 40 hours of CE. So we've all had the opportunity to lead a faculty of experts in that area and then work with them and staff throughout ASHP to create these programs for practitioners. Thanks for going into that, Carly. I know that was one of my favorite things about my rotation was all the different projects that I was able to work on. So thank you guys for going through that and uh, speaking about the projects that you were able to work on. Moving on to what skills you developed at ASHP as an executive fellow and how did those skills, did they help you in your current position? Um, If we could just go into that a little bit. Bailey, do you mind starting us off with that? Sure. The fellowship really exposes you to the business side of things. That's one really unique thing about it. So you learn not only what ASHP does, but how they do it. For example, we know that ASHP has an amazing government relations team and is advocating for pharmacists. But as a fellow, I got to really experience what that looked like as I worked with pharmacists from all across the nation that had different priorities and needs. 
On a macro level, you learn about policy process and gathering consensus among members. I learned about how to set up a big summit and transitioning to virtual meetings. And then on a macro level, you learn things about how to write a policy, how to collaborate on projects with coworkers, and how to draft you know, communications to a very large and broad audience. So I think those are some key skills that I'm definitely still using in my new position. Thank you for that, Bailey. Gina, could you talk about some of the skills that you received as being an ASHP fellow? Yes, and I think Bailey really um, provided a good summary of, of some of the important core areas that we are exposed to. Just a little bit about what I'm doing right now. I, I'm working, as I mentioned, in the Office of Member Relations, and um, as part of that, we're launching new sections, like the section of pharmacy educators and the section of community pharmacy practitioners, which is a role that requires a good pulse on what's going on with the organization and also bringing people together. So I think the fellowship really set us up in a, in a really good way for that, um, learning about consensus building, learning about appreciating different perspectives, and then also being confident in leading and representing the profession and the organization. Even when you're not the expert in a specific topic, how do you really frame that conversation to have a productive outcome? listening closely, understanding what people are saying and how you can uh, really create a good and, and actionable idea out of the big conversations and big concept discussions that are happening. So really the leadership opportunity and the, the idea and ability to get people together from different backgrounds and come together to accomplish a common goal has really been instrumental in, in my current role. And I can see that translating in a variety of different roles as well. Thank you for that, Gina. I'm sure that with the ASHP Executive Fellowship, I can't imagine that there's really any other program that's quite like it where you would be able to develop uh, such skills like that. So uh, thank you for going into that. I also wanted to know what was slash has been the most valuable lessons learned from your fellowship? Um, How about we start with Carly on this one? Sure. So that's a difficult question to narrow down. I think hearing all of our responses today, you can see that The fellows are involved in a lot, a lot of learning experiences at all levels of ASHP, and the fellowship really gives you that big picture understanding of the association and its larger goals and how to communicate those goals. The fellows are part of meetings with senior leadership, the board of directors, external organizations, and you have the opportunity to be part of projects and meetings that for a lot of people, it can take years into your career to even be in that room. So just being involved in those situations and even observing some of those conversations was really valuable and something that I think can benefit you no matter what your career path is, whether that is within association management or something else. And I think also along that point, the fellowship really opened my eyes to the number of non-traditional roles that a pharmacist can pursue. And actually, the year that Gina and I were fellows, we celebrated the 50th anniversary of the program and we held a reunion with many of the past graduates and hearing the variety of career paths that each of them pursued and where they are now was inspiring. And it just demonstrated more of how this program can prepare you for so many different roles afterwards. Thanks for that, Carly. Bailey, could you also offer some insight to um, some of the valuable lessons that you learned? Yeah, thanks. I'll just share one. Erin Fox, who probably has no idea who I am, but she leads the drug shortage team at University of Utah. Last year, Policy Week, she shared a really good lesson that has stuck with me. She shared the importance of just saying yes, even if the opportunity is inconvenient. And I think that the fellowship is really the best time to do that. 
And it's also resonated in my new position. You never know what can come from saying yes to helping with one seemingly small project, even if you feel self-doubt. Doing work you're proud of alone or with a team uh, often trumps the extra hours of work or personal life sacrifices that have to be made. So I think just just saying yes to opportunities, even if it's you know unknown or scary, has really paid off for me. Thanks for that, Bailey. That's definitely a very uh, good lesson for all of us, and I think something that we can all apply um, into our daily lives. And kind of going along that same path with the advice, uh, what advice do you have for someone who would be interested in a job like yours, or who might be interested in pursuing a fellowship in association management? Uh, We can start this one with Rena. Thanks, Peter. Um, I would say my advice would be it's never too late to explore new opportunities or apply for a position. So don't be afraid to be yourself. I think we oftentimes feel pressured to fit into a certain mold and we're not really encouraged to explore what else may be out there. So just remember you are the best advocate for yourself. Communicate with your mentors and find people that will support you as you as it may feel scary to explore a less traveled career path. Thanks, Rena. And actually I'd like to get everyone's opinion on this. So we'll just keep going around the, the table. Jesse, can you offer some insight on that? Yeah, I would love to. I would say never underestimate the power of a conversation or being involved. Also be unapologetic in your curiosity. There really is no set career path for pharmacy or healthcare in general. And really no one has it figured out, even if they say that they do. So if you have an opportunity, make sure that you take it. Thanks for that advice, Jesse. Bailey? Henry Manassi, who's the former CEO of ASHP, told me to read the Washington Post. At the time, I was like, what, a real newspaper? But I bought a subscription and have felt more connected to national and international news. And I think keeping up to date can help you contribute to discussions either just, you know, around the dinner table or virtual dinner table or uh, in conference rooms at work. Thank you, Bailey. Always important to stay up to date with with what's going on. Uh, Carly, can I get your advice? Sure. To echo a similar point, I think we've all mentioned as a fellow, a student, or a resident, now is really the time to ask questions and be curious. So know what you don't know and take the initiative to make the most of your learning experience because you never know where that could take you. Thank you, Carly. Gina? I think my advice has kind of been um, already mentioned a little bit, but it's really to challenge yourself to explore non-traditional opportunities Pharmacy is an incredibly vast profession, and you have so many um, potential career paths down the, the, the way that you may not even be aware of at the time. So stay curious, and you may be surprised. And so the other thing is, the other part of it is, continue to be de- determined despite challenges. Sometimes we have a very clear, or we think we have a very clear idea of what we want to do. Uh, and if it doesn't work out, we get disappointed. But really your failures, the hiccups and things that come along the way could be to steer you in a completely different direction that may be even better than what you had imagined. So just stay curious, stay interested, don't give up and just keep exploring the different things that could come your way. It could be beyond what you even dreamed of. So keep trying. Thanks, Gina. I know I was able to talk with many different people during my rotation and Gina was one of the people I was able to speak with. And uh, one of the things that stuck with me was her advice to stay curious. So thank you for that. Sophia, can I get your advice as well? This is all really good advice, you guys. Our program director, Casey Thompson, actually recently shared 
an article with us, something he often does, even long after you've graduated from the fellowship. And it was about the secret of success and the sage advice of don't take yourself too seriously. You know, I really believe having fun in the workplace has a lot of benefits. It builds trust. It sparks creativity. It motivates us. And so I would say just whatever path you decide to go down in your career, just don't forget to have fun along the way. I think that's a great point to end on to make sure that you have fun along the way. So thank you for that, Sophia. And uh, thank you, everyone, for all of their advice. I believe that's all the time that we have today. So I want to thank uh, Jesse, Rena, Bailey, Carly, Gina, and Sophia for joining us today to discuss their experience as ASHP's current and past executive fellows in association leadership and management. So join us here at ASHP's official and the Practice Journey podcast as we learn about how our members seek out, grow, and evolve during their careers. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.